We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for a very, 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 very special episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. Because uh, this person has not been on in a while. Bad job by us. He should. It, there should never be more than like a few weeks without a little funny in our lives. He may be striking, but he's not striking for the next film school podcast. That's right. Yeah. Don't mention anything that I'm working on. Don't mention. I can't. I'm not allowed to push anything that I'm in. So this is just as a friend. I'm here as a friend, not as a world famous actor. I'm just well, here. That makes it so as, much less interesting. As a, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm here as a, fan, a Knicks fan who also happens to do something else that I can't talk about right now. Andrew just reminded us in the chat. Um, reminder that this is so we're full disclosure. We're recording this at the end of July. It's recorded. It's you're hearing this a little bit later. So in theory, the strike could be over by the time people are hearing. It won't this. be. What, it won't. What do you think the odds of that? I, th- I think the uh, the Pistons have as good a chance to win the championship this year as the strike being over in a week. So, Interesting. You went yeah. with the Pistons. That, yeah. that, you know what? That might be. I mean, are they the most like hopeless situation right now? Uh, the Hornets are up there. The Hornets have Lamel at least, but the Hornets are up there. Uh, the, the Rockets. The Hornets are sadder, maybe. But the I don't know, man. The Pistons. No, no. Are the Pistons sad. are sadder because look at how much money you had to give to a coach to come. To a coach, what was it? Eight, eighty million dollars or some obscene well, I, thing. I mean, he's yeah, giving him um, Bezos Bezos money to coach uh, that team. So yeah, it's. I think that is yeah. a situation. That's fair. When's the last time you went to Detroit? Never been, and actually, my my family uh, spent ten years there before, like pre oh, wow. pre pre fuddy. My sister was born there, and then and then they moved to Long Island. I was. And then, you know, and then everything changed. Then I was born. <laughs> but I'm, never I'm been, never been. Pizza, that's why I ask. I am too. Actually, I didn't think I would be because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a New Haven pizza guy. So the thinner the crust, the better to me. But I do, I do really love Detroit style. It's grown on me. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's everywhere. There's, there's, I was about to say there's a couple of good uh, Detroit style spots here in Brooklyn. Uh, we're off to a rousing start talking. Oh about, yeah. Uh, Pizza and, and pistons. Um, sorry, sorry. We want to talk about like Trevor Keel's highlights. Was, or, no, like, we're <laughs> we're gonna get into the Nathan Knight of it all. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and notice, so, yeah, was a lot of action coming out of uh, summer league for not, not a lot of content coming out of uh, the Knicks camp summer league this year. I don't know why. Not so much. Um, which is fine. Which is sure. fine. You know what? It gave us a chance to to, to take a breath and. Um, yep. It gave us, you know, ample time to prepare for for this episode, which we've both obviously been preparing for for weeks. Where even though you you are on, on strike, you can still host awards programs, apparently. Or I guess maybe it, I'm the host. I don't know. Are you're you the, the presenter. I'm the host. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We made uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe Andrew's di- uh, the producer. Yeah, I the guess. Host. No, I can't be a presenter because usually people who are presenting are there because they're like promoting something. That's Whereas true. the host is just there, just a host. So, so let's say we're we're host co-hosting. Have you thought about what you would wear to the Oscars? No, never once thought about what you wear to the Oscars. No, and uh, I'm like I'm so like fashion inept. Like I would keep it simple That's and just just that. a nice classic tux. I've seen enough pictures of you to know that you are not <laughs> fashion inept. Oh, really? You've been looking at a lot of pictures of me. <laughs> Interesting. No, I've seen. <laughs> no, yeah, that's so fine. I'm actually I'm stalking. Are you on face? I don't even know who's on Facebook because I don't I don't go on. No. But that would be I go really to weird. Facebook because for some stupid reason I still have my notifications on. So I I'll go to Facebook just to undo my notifications every day. It's Very a worthy expenditure of time. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm bored, I will scroll for five minutes to and but not look at the names, just look at the pictures mm-hmm. to see how many people I can properly identify. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely people where you're like, who is this again? It's like most people. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've made a lot of new friends in a while, Fuddy. You're one of the few. Few, mm. few, in, the, few in the pride. Um, okay. Yeah. So I haven't thought, haven't thought about the, uh, the Oscar wardrobe. You know, I think I maybe think let's, the way to go. Let's start at like uh, being a series regular on a TV show. Let's, let's, let's start there. The Oscar talk, uh, you know, maybe a couple years down the road. We'll see. We'll see. If um, the strike ever ends, we'll see what happens next year. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. We, it, it, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, okay. So I'm pulling up our categories here. So we did mm-hmm. this last year. Yeah. We're going to do it again. We're giving out awards to certain Knicks. You're give, how do we do this again? Andrew, I think we may need to pull Andrew in here because I'm inept. Do we, do we just go back and forth? Is that it? Gets it? Yes. You're literally okay. just saying the awards. Okay. And then you're giving the award to a person. And these these are totally real awards that oh, they're all pay real. attention to. Yes. Totally. So you're gonna so say we, an award. Uh, we we say the award and then Fuddy gives it to someone and then I give it to someone? Yes, yeah. that's how award shows work. Oh John. The summer the summer heat has gotten to your brain. This isn't the summer heat. This is just <laughs> it's just me. It's just yeah. sadly. Just your brain. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. See, this is why like this is what happens when the writers are on strike. I, I it's just, been a year yeah. since we've done this, you know. I mean Well that too. Yeah. Um to regroup. <laughs> that's what we'll do. Yeah. Um before we get it, actually before we get into the categories, yeah, because uh, I haven't talked to you since the season ended. Yes. Um Oof. how are you feeling yeah. about the year that we just had with the Knicks? 
I mean, cautiously optimistic. It's always cautious until it until we string together like a number of seasons in a row where we feel confident about the future of this team. It's always cautious, but uh, I try to focus on the Cavs series more than the <laughs> the second round. I mean, I like look. Obviously, Julius was playing on one ankle. Yep. I'm 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 a little upset by the disappearance of IQ in the playoffs. I'm not going to overreact to that, but I was expecting more just because he had gotten us so hyped over the season. I mean, he took such a leap. Um, He raised the bar so high. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still one of my favorite Knicks. You know, like he, he and Josh Hart, um, the, the back end of the season were just such spark plugs for us. And, you know, either you give it up to Spo. That man has a plan, and we were out coached, and we were not as healthy as we could be. But neither were the Heat, and um, yeah, the second round was 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 tough, tough to swallow. Uh, it, it, it was it was tough. We were playing with house money in the first round. I felt like, and then the second round, you talked yourself into. At least uh, I talked myself into thinking that it would be more of a series. I'm not surprised that they lost to them because, you know, that team just, I, the, it seems like the best thing that ever happened to them was Tyler Hero getting hurt. Oh, uh, I, I hate to, I hate to say that, but that ball moved around like nobody's business and everybody on that team was ready to shoot and everybody hit shots. Well, that's, the thing, uh, is, you know, th- yeah, they, that I was mean, unexpected. That was unexpected. Yeah, I, I think it's. I was not surprised that that they lost the series. Um, I I was a little surprised at how um, I don't want to say rattled. I don't know if the Knicks were rattled, but like it was unfortunate that we. I don't think we saw the Knicks' best basketball. You know, right, right. Which you know, you know, you you want to see if you get beat, you get beat. That's why I think it was kind of um, that was the, the part that was was disappointing. Um, but yeah, you know, I was so I was so nervous about the Cavs series because I well, me you know, too. The and and the, the the media was salivating because all they wanted to talk about was Donovan Mitchell, you know, uh, re- revenge series, oh. and man, did they ever! Turn that on its head. I mean, that was so incredibly satisfying. It was, and yet I feel like I'm. You know me. I'm not like the media does not give us any respect. I'm, I'm not that guy. No, yeah, you're not that guy. However, I, I'm thinking about it now. Like, what a great fucking story that was. The Knicks didn't trade for Donovan Mitchell. This other team did, and the Knicks kicked the shit out of that team in the playoffs. I feel like maybe not quite enough was made about that. And you know why? Yeah. I think though. Because maybe immediately after they won, everybody was like more less focused on the series that was and more about, holy shit, can the Knicks go to the Eastern Conference Finals? And there wasn't as much attention on the Cavs series, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of people just kind of resign themselves to feeling like, well, maybe we should have seen that this is the way it should have gone. That's correct. Yes. This this was the deeper team. And also not the first time Jalen Brunson took it to Donovan in the playoffs. So, yeah, I like our guy. Oh like man, oh man, do I ever? 
My my wife is getting a little jealous because I <laughs> she has to has to has to share me with him now. But yeah, just, I mean, I've, I think I said this before. I've had like a lot of different like favorite Knicks over the years, you know, since the nineties, and him. It's been a come, while though. It's been a while since I've like I'm like that's my guy. That's the thing is like he reminded me what it was to truly have a favorite player. And yeah. um, it's it's cool that we we have him. Uh, perhaps he'll come up. Okay, so yes. we know the rules now. I'm going to say the name of the the category and then the description that Andrew Claudio has generously written down. Um, and I guess we'll start at the top, unless Andrew says otherwise. So we're going to start with best new artist, and the description mm-hmm. for this category is awarded to a Nick who performed amicably. I'm not sure is that the word that Andrew intended to use? Maybe was that was a a talk to text error. I don't know. Performed amicably. Maybe he meant admirably. Admirably. Admirably is what admirably. I meant. Admirably. Yes. Apologies. He could perform amicably as well. Yeah. Amicably and admirably. We'll go admirably. Admirably. Yeah. Sure. Well, that guy. That, he's a nice guy. <laughs> he really gets perfect. along with the rest of the team. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see who gets this award. So, yeah. uh, performed uh, admirably in his first season in his in his first season in his first season. Yeah, as with a Nick, I took it as like with yeah with the team. First season with the team. First season in the league for whatever. Yeah. Um. So not not a ton of contenders with this award, but no. You're you're up first. So who who I have a feeling I know which way you're going to go. Who are you going to give this award to? <laughs> it was hard not to give it to Jalen Brunson. Although, like, uh, we, I mean, there's there's a whole award later down the road that's uh, just especially for him. And, and I, I, guess, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be so overly on Jalen for because I, I have him as a in another category. But so I'm going to say um, more of a glue guy who the team all seems to really love, who had a rough start to the year. And ended up, you know, really being incredibly important to the team. So I would say Isaiah Hartens- Hartenstein is is uh, the guy. If you know, you could give just about every category here. You could give to Jalen Brunson. So I think we'll. I'll hold off and I'll give it to Hartenstein. The night and day with Hartenstein, like he. Don't forget he. he so he started off with a bang. Don't forget in that Memphis game. That's true. More That's min- true. Yeah. Play That's more true. minutes than than Mitch because I think there was I forget either Mitch was ineffective or he was in foul trouble or whatever the case might be, and he had like maybe one or two other ge- like good games very 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 early on like those first like week or two right and then like post games became he he essentially became the Alfred. <laughs> great. He essentially <laughs> became the Alfred Payton of the season, Hardenstein, oh, for like a solid three months. Um, man, I just can't. Yeah, we'll, we'll also give him the... Uh, is that, That's like our version of the Razzies, the Alfred Payton Awards. Oh, uh, we don't have to do that. Um, I feel bad. I wonder what Elf is doing. Is he playing for basketball for a team? I hope he is somewhere. Executive decision from up top. We are also adding the Alfred Payton Award to <laughs> oh, great. the rundown. Of I, w- I wonder who's going to get that. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I, listen, there's some contenders. Okay, yeah. if you're giving it to to Hardenstein, and the the qualification is that it is again performed amicably in his first season, <laughs> admirably um, in his first season here. Since you went with Hardenstein, I'm going to give it to Josh Hart. Yeah, I can give it to a midseason acquisition, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 
I the 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 best thing we could say about Josh Hart is like they acquired him and immediately I had some old heads comment on a few of the newsletters that week that they acquired him with like this reminds me of the the Busher mm-hmm. trade. I think it's going to have the same impact. And I was like trying to be kind that I'm like, well, that I, I'm happy you think that Dave the Busher is one of the 75 greatest players who ever lived. And you know what? Josh Hart did a pretty damn good Dave the Busher impersonation in terms of how well he fit in, his impact on the team, how much they obviously didn't lose after they traded for him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, like the NBA is, I, I think, more and more and more going in this direction where, you know, it, it's about exploiting weaknesses. Like you, you want to put five, you want to be able to put five players on the floor, ideally, none of whom have like an explicit weakness. Maybe they don't know how have great strengths, but like all of them can shoot, all of them can pass, all of them can move without the ball, all of them can defend multiple positions, all these things, and like. Heart, the the hesitation with the shooting and the fact that he doesn't really want to shoot. We know he doesn't really want to shoot it. Like that should stick out like a sore thumb. I can't for one second let it dampen my enthusiasm for the fact that he's here. He's obviously going to extend. He's going to be a Nick for a long time. I I love watching the dude. He's oh, yeah. he, he like Brunson's my favorite Nick in a very 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 long time. But like Heart is a guy like I can't remember the last time I've enjoyed like that player type as much as I enjoy him. Yeah. And also obviously the long relationship between the two of them is, is important for oh, yeah, 100%. leadership purposes uh, for keeping Jalen Brunson happy uh, and the natural chemistry in the court that they already have together. Um, yeah, it was a no brainer. People bitching and moaning about giving up a first round pick for him. I'm like, you that that's that's, that's old crazy. that's old next crap. We would worry about that like you know a few years ago, but at this point where the team's at, this is the type of person that you want on your team. You you need a guy like him. I agree. I agree. All right. Wow. So how interesting. Working. What? <laughs> how interesting. You agree. <laughs> uh, we would be ter- um, we would be terrible on one of those ESPN like daytime shows. That's I I've been texting Andrew this summer, like a little behind the scenes. I'm like, we have to figure out a way to get spicier for next season. We need to up the spice level. And it's just so not in, in our, in, in my nature, at least. I don't know. No. You're a pretty spicy guy though. Um, you're spicy. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, all right. Next up, rising star award awarded to a Nick who took a leap forward this season. So I go first now for this one. You go first. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm just I'm making sure because to me, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the obvious one. I'm gonna go with Emmanuel quickly. Um, like we did see for Wolf. Well, let me even take a step back from like the first time he stepped on the floor as a Nick. I mean, his first his first extended minutes in the uniform were that I mean Jesus the, the preseason game is rookie year against the Cavs where he essentially stepped in as the starting point guard and had like two threes and a, a layup or whatever it was in the first quarter and like dish some assists and like he I mean he came out like wildfire and like right really from the start of his rookie season it was clear that they had landed a real player I still had a lot of doubts about what his like how good he could be coming off of his second year. 
and I understand loyal listeners may hear me say that and then remember the fact that I've been tossing him into every such trade rumor over the last like month and a half and be like, well, clearly you still have doubts about him very quickly. I don't have doubts about him. He's a really, really good NBA player. I do wonder whether or not he's ever going to be able to reach his ceiling on the same team as Jalen Brunson, which is like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but in terms of guys who stepped up, I mean, like, I just can't. Like I lost track of the amount of nights that I, I would sit here talking about him after games and be like, "This is the next third star," you know. And oh, that he, like the Celtics game. Oh my! Well, the Celtics game is like I I I think there's an argument for that being the biggest game of the year. Yeah, the double overtime game. And this is the, like last season, the season before, never would have seen him doing the shimmies and the, you know, I mean, the confidence that he has for himself now. Um, it's incredible. I, I honestly I could could not have predicted that. No, not to uh, the level. And and credit to people because I think there are people out there who were like, "No, we saw this coming all the way along." And I I believe that. And credit to them for having that amount of faith in him. I did not have that that amount of faith, and I was I was proven wrong because he he blew away those expectations. So to me, he's the obvious answer. I don't know. Yes. are you allowed to take the same one? Uh, I put on my paper. IQ no, you're not. and Grimes. Genius, he says. You, <laughs> it's a tie. You know, sometimes there's a tie. Uh, I, w- I, would, I would give it to both of them just because um, I think they both took um, huge leaps forward this season. IQs is a little more obvious. Um, well said. You know, like stat-wise, obviously, like IQ, um, you know, you look at all of his numbers – from last year to this past year, obviously they like they went way up, and his um, his on court just like persona, his confidence, sure. it's it's you know eye test especially, yeah, he's the obvious choice. But to me, like Grimes also like raised every single stat category for himself, um, and cemented himself as such a core piece of what they're trying to do. I, I think he's good. I think Grimes is going to be here for for the duration. I, like, I hope so. The only, the, only, the only thing I could see is if some star trade that we don't even ha- don't even know about yet uh, is there, he's going to have to probably be involved. I don't... Um, but maybe so not. I, but maybe I look not. at him as a guy who is I think he will continue to be more valuable to the Knicks than he will be to any other team. I because they don't they don't have another guy like him. Also a if you guy, talk to like fans of other teams, uh like uh, I'll talk to friends who don't watch the Knicks all that often. Yeah. And you sure. mentioned like how like into Grimes you are, they're like yeah, because they because he's not flashy. The, right. He doesn't pop off the screen really. I mean, he popped off the screen when he guarded Jimmy Butler on that possession on one leg. But like, in terms of a guy who's going to guard the point of attack and then fire away at a at a high volume at a high rate of accuracy on the other end, and can obviously put the ball on the floor. And like, you know, Benji's made the point all throughout this year. Like, he if he was two inches taller. Yeah, we'd be talking about a guy who is he's he's going to be a twenty five million dollar a year player, thirty million dollar a year player. Mm-hmm. And look, maybe maybe he he keeps 
growing his game and he gets to that point eventually. I don't, I don't know, but I know that they can, the Knicks cannot afford to lose Gordon Grimes. Um, no, so you I, need all, be, yeah, especially with um, Jalen Brunson as your centerpiece you, in your offense. Even, yes, uh, and especially on defense, you you need somebody like Grimes next to him. Completely agree. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. Next up, best supporting actor. Awarded to the role player, key keyword, role player mm-hmm. that supported the Knicks more important players the most this season. Now, Andrew Claudio has laid a guilt trip on us. Yes. Because neither of us picked Money Mitch for the Rising Star Award. Apparently, right. Money Mitch has been snubbed. I'm gonna go hold on. I gotta ask you this because I always I'm always fascinated by this. Is there an Oscar loss? Talk about going off the rails. Is there an Oscar loss that really sticks in your craw? A guy, a, a guy or a gal that did not win for any for something, um, and you just oh yes, it, yes, yeah. I, for, I I forget who won. Um, it was probably Tom Hanks because it's always Tom Hanks. Uh, <laughs> but Mickey Rourke in the Wrestler. It was not Tom I, Hanks. I, I forget who beat him. Andrew, I'm sure, might know this off the top of his head. This was uh, Sean Penn, his second yes. one. I, you know Sean Penn. I was Sean about Mel. to say Sean Penn, but then I'm like, no, Sean Penn beat. My answer would be Bill Murray lost in translation. That was mm. Sean Penn for the one where his daughter died. Mystic yeah. River. Mystic, Mystic River. River. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I love me some Sean Penn. Well, he's a uh, but he's a flavor. Oh, that's, Bill Murray is also a great one. Yeah, would have been nice. But yeah, um, I, like that that movie, The Wrestler, like was <laughs> it just just saw this image pop up. <laughs> great, great Mar- Marissa Tomei as well. Um, yeah, I love that movie so much. And I just thought like it was his year. Like it was he was winning all the other awards. Yeah, and it was the so, narrative. And it was such a great story. It's like it's Sean Penn, come on. He's, he'll get, he's, what did he win for? Milk or something else? Now I, I think it was milk. It was milk. Okay. Yeah, I think it was milk. A, fi- a well, fine film. Yeah, it's fine film. Like look, but yeah, Mickey Rourke. And then I'm always I don't even remember what the other movies were this year off the top of my head, but I was always mad that um, Crash <laughs> won for Best Picture. Um. Oh my God! That's I the say most that with, I say that with a grain of salt because I love Bobby Moresco. Who co-wrote that? Um, but uh, man, not a fan of that movie. It's a very famous snub because that's the Brokeback Mountain year. Ah, Brokeback was was supposed to win when all the guilds 
and then crash one. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Give me a not a, not a great moment. Um, okay, best supporting actor. This is you. You you're giving the best first the best supporting actor award. I'm gonna give it to somebody who already got an award, but uh, for me, it's Josh Hart. Okay. Uh, I think he made. I I think as soon as he arrived, he made everybody better. Um, he does all like a lot of the dirty work. Like we didn't have a guy like him on the roster. No, that's willing to kind of do a little bit more of the, the yeah the the dirty the dirty work. You know, like get into guys' faces, get into people's heads. Uh, you know, he's he's the antithesis of in the best way possible antithesis of, of Brunson, you know, Brunson's just calm, cool, collected, all business. Uh, you need a guy who's not, isn't going to go full Draymond, but you know, but you need somebody like that. Um, that's you need someone got a little more grit. Yeah. Yes. Gritty, but not, he's not going to disrupt man. your, he's not going to disrupt what you have going on internally. Like Draymond does sometimes. Right, he's a little too crazy, but yes, Josh Hart. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Not full Draymond. Not full Draymond. But you have a, but you, but well, like um, you know, Marcus Smart type. Uh, you you need those guys to win, and so to yeah. me, you know, he he just he he changed the complete uh, uh, the complete vibe of the team as that's soon as good. he arrived, and uh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna uh, I am gonna give it to Mitch. Best supporting actor. I, I look. I think if you're really into certain advanced stats, you may make the argument that Mitchell Robinson is not a supporting player; that he is indeed a, a star, um, a wolf in sheep's clothing, perhaps, if you will. Uh, I think he's a supporting player. I think the fact that like you could still make a list of the top ten centers in the NBA, and um, he might be on it. He might not be on it. I think it's a toss up. But like the fact that it's a toss up means that he is a he's a role player. He's still a role player and he can be kind of nullified like a role player. Like we saw him in the Miami series a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe not through complete his. It was, I'm not saying it was his fault, but, you know, there are there are moments when Mitch could go away. All this is to say this was his best season. Without question, clearly his best season. Uh, there were some fears about that contract when it got. Uh, handed out to Mitchell Robinson. I don't think there are any such fears now. It's a good contract. Um, and, you know, I, I I think I will always have, for as long as he's our starting center, there will always be a part of me that wonders, like, because he is a, li- like, how much do you worry about, like, the fact that Mitch is, I mean, he's just, he is what he is. He's a limited offensive player. Yes. You know, even, like, I could live with it even more if he was better at the free throw line. But he's yeah, but he's, but he's not, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I get a little irritated because you know he always he does the thing in the off season where he talks a big game about he's working on his jumper and all that. Well, he needs to be working on getting some sleep now because you said. Oh, that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, congrats to Mitch. Congrats to um, Mitch. You got Mitch. best supporting actor and a child. This is a great there week. You go. For him. It's beautiful. Um, um, but yeah, like uh, this, this is, this is his, who he's going to be. And obviously the, the strengths outweigh the weaknesses to me. Um, but, but offensively, yeah. The fact that we can't even run a, like a real, just a, a simple pick and roll with him is, is a little frustrating. Yeah, it, it is. And I, I would love him so much more if like the Knicks had 
like their version of I'm trying to think of like who like one of those teams that like they have a center that's going to take them through the regular season. He's going to play 30 minutes a lot of nights, but like come the playoffs against certain matchup. It's like, all right, we need to get a little bit more juice offensively in here. We're going to put this guy in. Hartenstein does a little bit of that, but like, you know, Hartenstein's not a shooter. Like they don't. Right. You know, it's not quite. You know, he's not like he's Hardenstein's not really switchable defensively. So I wish they had, and I love Hardenstein, but don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this. I, I wish we didn't have Hardenstein, but like I wish there was, if they were, if they're going to go forward with Mitch, and we'll see how much longer that happens with the whole Embiid thing out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a little bit of a different sort of pivot that they could, we, they could go to. Um, okay. So the next award is best foreign film. <laughs> well, pretty limited. Awarded to the non-American player who deserves the most recognition for their performance this season. So I've had (laughs) a hell of a day and I'm just going to say in full disclosure, sitting here right now, other than Isaiah Hardenstein, um, hold on, I'm looking at the Knicks roster right now. Oh, RJ Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) RJ Barrett is foreign. Oh, you don't want to give it to Evan? Uh, Listen. I. Well, now that we have a new category, uh, I think I think we need it's to complicated, buddy. It's complicated because yeah. he insulted his coach. So, whereas you could give it to Evan. Wait, hold on. Over. He insulted his coach, as in Evan insulted his coach, or Evan insulted my coach. Yes, Both. your coach. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your coach. <laughs> that is no longer Evan Fortier's coach. And Evan. Wait, he insulted that. Pat Riley. I must. Have uh, that. That's. <laughs> And the strike, but he's good at writing. I'm, uh, <laughs> so I'm, mo- I'm in the process of moving. I was packing up my. The first thing I did was pack up my bookshelves, and I, I just had to get rid of a lot of books because we, we were overloaded. One book I did not get rid of is The Winter Within. Oh, mm-hmm. I bet, I bet you did. Stay with me. <laughs> it's a great book. Yeah. Classic. My thought was, if you wanted to give one to Hartenstein and then one to Fournier for, what's funny is being a good sport is more the direction I was going with. And then some comments were made. So, so obviously that didn't happen. So uh, t- to make things fair and equitable, since Fuddy already gave Hardenstein an award, I will give this award to Isaiah Hardenstein. And it's also fitting because I always shit on RJ Barrett. So it'd be weird for me to be like, you know, what I'm going to award is RJ Barrett. Um, yeah. No, I loved Hardenstein this year. He was, he was awesome. I talked about him already. And um, I, I, I'm excited to see him continue to grow and get even better as a player. Cause we, again, we forget like he's still a young guy. Yeah. You know, he could still get better. And I just and he like was coming into a, a new situation and you know, that's, yeah. hey. it's a, that's, that's a, you know, that takes some semblance of a learning curve because the, the, the role he has on this team is not the same as his role was on the Rockets or the Clippers. Yes. So, you know, it's, it takes some getting used to. And the and funny enough, because you know Andrew just brought up my my standum for uh, the the Knicks' current head coach. I think what the, my biggest criticism of him this year is that we never really saw the full Isaiah Hardenstein arsenal in terms of his offense and and being a fulcrum from like the top of the key and the whole thing. Yeah, and being man, a really great yeah. passer and yeah, you know. Tibbs has to figure out a way to tap into that more. Next year, especially now that we got the Vincenzo, who's a really good cutter. We saw him cut mm-hmm. like a madman with the Warriors. Josh Hart's a really good cutter. Those guys are going to be on the floor with, with Hardenstein a lot. Um, maybe even a little bit of Miles McBride, who we did see get a little bit of a connection with Hardenstein going as the season went on. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to see uh, year two of Hardenstein and Nick uniform. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I will now turn it over to you. I I'm giving it to RJ. I oh, love okay. RJ. I'm sorry. I love him. No, and, and, and look, I'm giving it to him. And and he, he showed out in the playoffs. You know, we do, I think a lot of people already have forgotten that. Um, I, I, my 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 goals for RJ, I think, have uh, like the 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 goalpost has certainly uh, moved since which year, year one. Yeah, uh, I like I'm I find myself cutting him more and more slack. Oh, is um, okay. Just right. my yeah. I I had thought that his ceiling was all star. I don't necessarily see that in his future anymore. Um, but, and I still, yeah, you know, everyone, especially non Knicks fans like to break my balls about him. Uh, Cause I was so high on him, you know, just a year ago. Um, but I, I just, I, I, f- I feel like he was put into a tough spot when Jalen Brunson came because he needs the ball in his hands and he was asked to kind of just change his game. Just like, just like that, uh, which is just not easy to do. And I thought he was really starting. And part of it may be because like Julius was so banged up, but he, he started to find himself in like how, how he can function with Jalen Brunson um, at such a higher level in the playoffs. Um, um, I'm hoping that carries over. If you, it's funny. I don't think I've ever done this until right now, and I just thought of doing it. If you th- toss out the first two Cavs games, mm-hmm. um, and you toss out the last game, which right, which, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable tossing out the last game because nobody showed up for the last game other than other Jim than Wilson. Jim Wilson, yep, yeah, um, you know, and I didn't even mind his process in the last game. I thought he took good shots. They just weren't going in. It happens. <laughs> but if you toss out those three games, first two, last one in the other eight playoff games. So eight out of 11, that's just a good sample size. Yeah. Shot 50% from the field, 40, 49.6 to be exact. 38% from three. Got to the line six times a game, shot 72% on those, um, on those uh, free throws, five rebounds, three assists, 22 and a half points, 2.6 turnovers. The playmaking, you know, you, he was making good passes, even uh, even if they were not translating into assists directly, because a lot of times his pass would lead to another pass that would be a good shot or whatever. Um, those eight games, if you're if you're someone like you who you said you're so 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 high on RJ Barrett going into last season, those are the eight games that have to make you feel like uh, I'm happy I didn't sell my stock. Especially because like we're talking about playoff games, you know, when the when the the lights are brightest, he stepped it up. He really stepped it up. And was there, um, could, 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 I can't even, for as much as like the garden crowd was rocking in that game three against the, the Cavs, the amount of pressure that I perceived to be on RJ Barrett's shoulders going into that game three, because he did poo poo in the first two games in Cleveland and he came out and he just dominated. He was utterly dominant in that. Oh, we needed it. Like, you know, obviously just turn the series completely because coming off, off of game two, you know, morale was low. Um, Say that so, again. Um, like low, low. I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> it was, it was, I know you. Were, I know you were low. I, I found it hard to watch that that post game. You were. I mean, you were. You know, giving them their last rights. Game. I was extraordinarily worried because I. I was my rationale in being very worried was if Josh Hart doesn't hit the shot of his life, they lose game. I 
thought they would lose game one and then they got their doors blown off in game in game two and I forget I, I was coming up with all kinds of stuff and so yeah I was really worried I was really worried yeah so to me that demonstrate that that game three performance just demonstrates what you know what the I, I'm hoping the future holds for him finger fingers crossed, fingers crossed. I mean look I don't think I let on I'll, I'll just say it I don't think I let on how not how how sure I was that he was gonna get traded because that's not accurate. But like, much like they tried to move him last summer, I thought there would be an equal, you know, sort of push to move him this summer. Not because they didn't want him around or anything, but I thought I I was assuming that because of his playoff performance and you know with a nice fair contract, the whole thing, I thought they'd be able to find a trade where they got what they perceived to be good value. And I, I, that's why I was like, I was, I, I was figuring that he was going to be involved in the trade, and um, I don't think it's going to happen now. I think he's going to be here for year five, and like, yeah. all of a sudden you look up and it's like, man, he's he's been around. It's four years already, and it's going on to year five. So yeah, big time, Nick. What's next? Oh, well, no, we, we'll save this one for last. So we're going to do the Alfred Payton Award. We don't have we don't have an, a, a description for the Alfred Payton Award. I will. The Alfred Payton Award is given to the Nick that had the biggest lightning rod on them that may or may not have been deserved to be so this season. Alfred Payton Award, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Oh, just the name sends shivers down my spine. Oh, come on. He gets a No, I know. I know. I, I know. He's a human being. I'm sorry. He's a <laughs> person. He's, he's a person. I'm sorry. I just don't think he was as bad as people. Would, I, I, I listen. Would hate I, a, like, was, this, I would hate this many people to publicly just, just, just who don't even know me to just hate my guts. All I'll what a, say what a weird, is what a weird feeling that must be in life. We saw what the wrong point guard could do to this team. Not this past season, but the year before that. And I love Kemba Walker. And Kemba Walker's a great dude. Yep. Has I don't know if he's getting in the Hall of Fame, but like he's like one notch below that. Um he wasn't as good a fit for the team as Alfred Payton was. That's just a fact. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> Andrew. I'm not wrong. I I I don't think either answer was right, John. Oh okay. Yes, obviously. Well, I'm not gonna sit here and stand for Alfred Payton, but I look like that guy, I think you, you're you're leaning toward the the Stan squad. Of he it all, was where, treated as the human embodiment of rabies for the entirety of his time here, which yes, was, and the lineup data and the eye test and everything demonstrates that the the minutes he was playing were holding this team back, <sighs> and it's it's it was a sign of things to come, not for nothing. And yeah, it sure. was evident that three minutes into the playoffs, he got benched for the rest of the playoffs. It's almost as if the his, coach is trying to hold on for dear life. And well, I mean, John, do we, do we want to go down this road of things his mom said and then reactions to things his mom no. said? No, we don't. <laughs> no, okay. Do Let's move on. Uh, the, <laughs> I'm giving this one out. The the uh, the Alfred. I'm giving this one out, right? Yeah. Yes. No, you're giving it one out because I gave oh, them I'm, a fire oh, yeah, award. You, so you yeah, you give it out first. I mean, it's it has to be Fournier, right? I we, you can we, give it to Fournier. I think I have to. Um, I, I, and again, he gets he gets a lot of uh, unwarranted criticism. 
he's just a guy who wanted to play. And he was a guy who for uh, the first, however many seasons of his career was a starter and he was used to that. And uh, that had to be tough. Um, But it was obvious that a change in the rotation worked and the, the main change in the rotation was taking him out of it. <laughs> uh, so for him, for him to feel like, uh, you know, this was some slight against him. Um, and, and it, it wasn't, I mean, you gotta be realistic with yourself and see that it, that, that change actually made this team better. So. Um, it, it did. And, it, and again, that's not Forney's fault. But no. like it, the the reality is is the reality. Um uh okay, I will give it to Cam Reddish. Um <laughs> look, man, maybe yeah. it's gonna happen in LA. <laughs> we're still we're gonna for for the end of time, there's gonna be people he's gonna be playing in China and people are gonna be watching his stats and going, Look, guy's a bucket. Can't believe we let him go, guy's a bucket. You know who I give all the credit in the world to? A guy who was, I mean, talk about a Cam Reddish comp. Dennis Smith Jr. was essentially out of basketball. Mm. And again, mm. like Cam, once once upon a time, Dennis Smith Jr. was, if not the number one recruit in the country, he was like right there. And then he had, I forget what he, his injury was in high school, but like prior to NC State, and then NC State didn't go very well. Um, but like Dennis Smith Jr. last year was like, shit, I... I just got to defend my ass off. I got to bear down. I got to use everything I got to make myself the best defensive player I could be. Still can't shoot it, but like did some did enough stuff on offense and defended his ass off. And now he's got a shot to continue his career with the Brooklyn Nets. And I think he's going to, I think he's a good backup point guard in the league, but like NBA player. Yeah, exactly. Um, It took nearly bodying it out for him to realize like, well, shit, I guess things aren't going to work out the way I thought they were going to work out, but that doesn't mean I still can't have a career, but it's about, you know, taking your medicine and swallowing hard and accepting some unpleasant realities. And we'll see if, um, you know, we'll see maybe, maybe Cam does that in, in LA. Uh, okay. Now I forgot. This is the other award that I, I, pitched last minute. So best cinematography, this could be a quick one yeah. snapshot from this season that will most stay with us as Nick fans. So this, you go my, first on this one. Yeah, I'm. A, a, um, I have two, and I have a feeling you're going to say one of them. So I have I'm going to say you said it already. It's it's if, if the honest answer because it's like what's the first one that comes into my head? It's quickly dancing on the on the on the Boston Garden floor. That's a pretty That's good a, one. Yeah. What what, were, what are your or is that was that my one t- of your two? Or do you have two? It different was ones? it was actually not. Actually, okay. I have three. Okay, but, but one of them I like I, I pulled away because uh, the Heat ended up beating us in the playoffs. But you was know, it the shot of Riley? Riley, That's the other, that was the other I, one I had in my mind. Julius hitting the hitting the game winner. Um, but my other two we mentioned before, the Grimes play Ugh. in the playoffs. I mean, man, yeah, I, we're we're going to be seeing like replay of that for for a long time. I'm sure they're going to show it on uh, you know the the jumbotron at MSG. Absolutely. All year next year. And and hopefully in the future, if you know, if he you know, depending on what, what his career looks like, what his trajectory is. Right. Um, you know, that'd be so cool if a, that a, if that turned out to be the moment that like it started in full for him. That would be cool. Um my other one is uh C one send one. 
<laughs> if you're if you're only listening, you not watching on on uh, on the YouTube. Uh, Did the Jalen Brun- the, the, the Jalen Brunson's three point stank hand, whatever we want to call it, the, the stank the, hand, the stank hand. It's a good. Disc- I never. That's a great call. The stank hand. We should all have a little bit more stank hand in our lives. Um, okay. Okay. Right. (laughs) As Andrew types in Jesus into the chat, Jesus can't help you now. Uh, Okay. Just going to move on. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, All right, last but not least... (laughs) We're giving this in unison. Oh, we're doing this in unison. Can I, I say it. like precursor to this? You want to say what the award is? The award is the Jalen Brunson award awarded to Jalen Brunson for how much Jalen Brunson was Jalen Brunson this season. That is the description courtesy of Andrew Claudio. Yep. Uh, so, but you could go first. No, I, I thought we were doing a different one. I didn't know we were actually doing this one. What else is there? The Make a Wish, the Make a Wish one, the Make a Wish Award. Oh, the Make a Wish one, John. Well, we could do this in conjunction with the Jalen Brunson Award. That's because the Make a Wish Award is who do I wish the Knicks get to be a co-star alongside Jalen Brunson? Save and abuse. How about like another Jalen Brunson? How about we have two Jalen Brunsons? That'd be uh, they wouldn't defend very well, but you know. I was going to say my, so I thought we were doing that award and it's funny because if this was like a couple, like two, three years ago, I would have said Dame in a heartbeat. Dame was always, Dame has long been my favorite non Nick in the league. Um, I've, I've turned, turned, uh, turned that tide a little bit since all the goings on this off season. Um, but, uh, I mean, there are there are, there are three big ones uh, that I would love to see on this team. Okay, Giannis. Okay, we're shooting for the stars, right? I mean, this no, is like, this is yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's a yeah. shooting star or whatever. Yeah. What's make a wish? Yeah, yeah, make a wish. Uh, yeah, this is like the Paul O'Neill needs to hit three home runs in the game, kind of make a wish, uh, which, he does, which he, he does, which he which he does. Um, so Giannis. Uh, SGA and um, 
and then Mikhail Bridges. Those are probably the three that I'd most like to have on this team. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think which of those three I think is the most realistic. I mean, probably Mikhail, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't, actually, you never know. You never know. So I just don't think the Nets, the Nets are, will never trade Mikhail Bridges to the Knicks. I mean, that's their biggest asset at this point. Yeah. And they view him as their cornerstone um, moving which forward. I, they, they view him as their Jalen Brunson. Right. I think. Which I don't think that's I, an overstatement. I don't, I, which I don't, I don't know about that, but, but I mean, I, I mean, I love him. If I was a, if I was a Sixers fan, I would never want to see him play ever again. Oh. <laughs> My God. For a future Lakers pick and right. I think it was the future yeah. Lakers pick or the future, some future pick that did not end up being all that great. And, and then, uh, Sire Smith. Yes. I, I was oh. blanking on his name for a second. Woof. Yeah. I don't, I can't imagine why. <laughs> um, I, Hmm. I don't know who I think. I don't know if SGA. I think OKC is going to be really good for a really long time. I believe in what they're doing. And I just, you know, he's always going to get paid because he's going to be an all NBA guy. He's Mm -hmm. going to keep getting super maxes. So I don't, I don't know if I see that one. God, am I really going to sit here and be like, Giannis is the most likely of those three? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, that's crazy. That is crazy. I'm I'm, going to go with Embiid. Um, yeah, I've, I've never been able to quit Embiid. I do love him. I, I just think he's, I, he's going to, I, I will not back off this, this hill, uh, that he's going to lead a team to a championship one day. I don't know if it's going to be Philly or some other team. I still think it's going to happen. And I wouldn't mind it happening here in New York for the Knicks specifically. Can I say a, a side wish that I've had that came to mind that is probably like a very insane idea to have, but how, like, especially on this team, given the nine man rotation, like how often in the playoffs do you even get to that 15th guy? Who do you want? Patrick Ewing. Get that man a ring. Get that man a ring. Is he 60? He's got to be. Right? 60. Yeah, got to be. Um, I wonder what his son, his son do, maybe is playing. So imagine, imagine the team comes out of the tunnel and Patrick Ewing is dressed up on the sideline. That, I mean, and we get funny. that man a ring. Get you have a, ring. like there's there's a there's a blowout playoff game where he comes in, he plays like the last minute. Who's the oldest NBA player to ever step foot onto a court? And I got to think it's the, the chief, right? Robert Parrish? Gotta be, yeah, gotta be the chief. Either him or, he was or a, Kevin was Willis he, might be up there too. Yeah, how old was the uh, Parrish in his like last when he was, what was he on the Bulls? The Raptors? Uh, I do believe, did, oh man, I want to say, was there, was there a Robert Parrish on the Hornets moment? I have a list as we've gone completely yes! off the rails. Completely so, up. <laughs> so you're right, he, uh, ended, Nat- he ended with the Bulls, but he was on the Hornets for two years before that. So Nat Hickey of the Providence Steamrollers in 1948 ah. was 45 years old and 363 days. Kevin Willis is second on this list at 44 years old with Robert Parrish third. And then recently Vince Carter oh. at 43 years and 45 days um, and was actually was about to 
I think he had just turned. Yeah, he was a he had just turned forty three because the pandemic happened. Um, and then Udonis Haslam and Dikembe Mutombo are the next one, uh, next couple. Yeah, yeah. Was with the, the captain Kareem Abdul-Jabbar next on the list. Mm. It's good, not a bad list. Um, you got to be good list. to play that long. Yeah, uh, I yeah. will put I'll, that. I'll, Fifteenth man, baby. I'll settle for Taj as the fifteenth man. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now the Jalen Brunson Award, which we'll we'll do quick. Give me what's your favorite Jalen Brunson memory of the season? I mean, man, that's so hard. I, don't I have know. one. I, I have one handy, so I'll, I'll go there. I Please. think for for me, it's funny enough. For as much as he ended the playoffs with a forty what, forty-one point game and then a thirty-eight yep. point game, the game before that. I mean, amazing stuff, incredible stuff. For me, it was the final regular season Cavs game because ah, a good for, for, for my entire life, our entire lives, because we're about the same age, we've been watching, and I wrote this the, the next day or at some point I wrote it, but like we've been watching stars from other teams go on the court against the Knicks and dispense with whatever we had to offer with much haste and just treat us like we weren't even there because we did not have one of those guys that could go toe-to-toe. And the closest thing we had to one of those guys who could go toe-to-toe, or the two closest, I should say, were Carmelo Anthony and Patrick Ewing. And those two guys just so happened to often be compared with slash matched up against maybe the two greatest players who ever lived Michael Jordan and LeBron James. So it was right. like, yeah, Melo was great. But then you look across the court and it's LeBron and it's like, what the fuck's the difference? And in that game, Donovan Mitchell came out in that game in the first quarter and was every, I mean, he put on his own little Michael Jordan show in the first quarter of that, of that regular season game hitting everything. I think he, I, if he didn't score 20 in the first quarter, it was close. And, um, and Jalen Brunson was like, okay, I got you. And I'm going to give it right back. And I'm going to do you one better. And he was better than him that game. Finished with 48. I think he missed a couple free throws late that would have given him 50. But like mm-hmm. his performance in that game and like just in as if we needed it, which we didn't, but like a full assertion, like we got one of those guys now, you know, that was so cool. And that will stay with me for such a long time. Um, it was it was awesome. It was a really cool night to to see. I guess, I guess I would say um, game five against the Heat, just because he had a sensational game and it, and it saved us from getting knocked out at MSG. To me, that been unfortunate, which would have been such a brutal blow to the to end the year like that. In front of the the home crowd, so um, yeah, I'd probably say that. <laughs> on my oh, on John, oh, there, there you go. Um, um, but the fact yeah. that I have to really like think about it, I mean, there's so many amazing games. So did, did he hit a game winner against the Nuggets at MSG? I don't. He didn't have like a game. The the play from that game that I will remember, I think the most is I think he threw an alley oop to Mitch that it was after oh, yes. Mitch blocked or like got a piece yeah, and then, of defended and then Mitch, Jokic three or something. Yeah, and then Mitch ran the floor. Yeah, and then Mitch yeah. ran the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the funny thing was early on in the season, 
it was the game winners he missed. There were the three different game winners. I think he had a chance to win it against or the win or tie against what were the three? Memphis, Milwaukee. And I want to say there was one more. And then he had the missed free throws. Toronto. The, yeah, Toronto. Toronto. Thank Toronto. you. Yep. And then he had the missed free throws against the Bulls. So he he mm-hmm. it could have been better because he had he left some stuff on the he left some meat on the bone, but like his clutch stats were awesome. He had so many massive clutch plays that it. it, it the, I think the reason you're sitting here now and like you can't think of an exact moment is because it just became commonplace. Yeah. So the last five minutes of the game, give the ball to Jalen Brunson and watch him score. He did it so often, and um, and not worry yeah. and not cringe and not go oh like oh ooh, I hope this goes in because man we shot like, it didn't go in right yeah. more often than not man. He's just, he's just, we haven't had a guy like that in so long. It's, it's, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I've ever felt quite this way about a a player on the Knicks and um, not say he's the best player I've ever seen play for the Knicks. Very clear. Yes. But just a certain, certain something. All right. uh, We, I have to go uh, because my daughter is getting home from camp. Uh, You have to go. Uh, you have a, a picket line, I'm sure. Yeah, I gotta do. Gotta go walk the the picket line and walk the line, as yep. it were. That's right. Uh, this was great, man. Yeah, good to see you. It's great to see you. I keep saying I'm gonna make it out to LA. Uh, it's gonna happen one of these years. I think the latest iteration of our our master plan is we we're talking about maybe spending like a few weeks in Hawaii one of, one of the next couple summers, Ooh. but doing a stop yeah. over in LA and spend a few days in LA. Yeah, so maybe that's how it happens. Especially you're, you're coming with the fam. Coming with the fam. Uh, yeah, you want to split that. Oh yeah, that that trip up with the kiddos. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, come to LA first. You take don't, me around. Don't fly. Yeah, don't fly from New York to Hawaii. Split it up a little. Bit. <laughs> We're yeah. not doing that. <laughs> uh, funny, I'd ask you if there's anything you want to plug. Well, no, you have not. I'm not, I'm yeah. not allowed to. I'm not. Uh, I'm not allowed to plug anything, at least in the business, but. So what non-business uh, stuff that you're allowed to plug or promote? Um, go check out the Knicks. They play basketball at <laughs> MSG. Uh, you know, they're the team I like. The team I root for. That's and cool. uh, given given how bad the Yankees are this year, uh, I'm very desperate for football and baseball to, or basketball to start up again. So That's fair. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, man. Uh, pleasure as always. Uh, everybody out there, if you're not following David Futternick, go follow David Futternick on Twitter. Uh, after all this nonsense is over, you will see him on screens again. You'll probably see him on screens in, in the interim. He just can't yeah, tell you about it. That's right. Uh, but you know, follow his Twitter and you'll know, you know, what's going on from that. And, uh, yeah, uh, always a pleasure, man. Ditto. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.